When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, do you like this show? Are you enjoying it? Do you want to make one of your own? Well, let me tell you about Anchor and Jay, you can help me out. It's so easy. Anchor makes it easy to do a show like this. First of all, it's free. There's, uh, there are creation tools that I love it. it that allow it so you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I love how simple it is to make content nowadays and anchor really makes it easy. Uh, now you can even add any song from Spotify straight to your episodes. This Boom. is so cool. Possibilities are endless. Uh, for what you can do and what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, sports talk radio. This is a real opportunity. I, th- I feel like the pandemic has kind of in many ways uh, gotten us a little more creative and saying, what do we want to say? And let's move forward with that, even without the pandemic. And Anchor makes that easy for yeah, you. Yeah. Or maybe you want to do a show that the world's never heard before. Right. Well, get up off your butt and do it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you as well. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. They're basically making it easy for you to do this Correct. thing. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. What you got to do, it's so easy. Download the Anchor app, go to anchor.fm and get started. It is so easy. We love Anchor. Thank you for letting us do this. Thank you for sponsoring our show because again, they understand these guys are in the creativity business and they support other creative things. So we say support them because they support us. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Scarborough Country, the virus edition, a.k.a. the Pandy Pods. A.k.a. two guys, no lies. A.k.a. here we go. I get, I got another A.k.a. one. A.k.a. two dads felling creeps between ads selling keeps. Hey! That was T.K. Lancaster, and he also hashtag HuddleTron2020. So our fans are now <clears throat> connecting through the A.k.a.s. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate the community that's building. I do think, Rand, how many I have, have another done? AK, so keep talking. So how many of these do you think we've done? Have we done 200? No, no we've done, maybe 130. 130, 140. 140. Down about four months of this. It's I think. amazing. More Which, than that. Five months. Five, six, six months. months. If it's six months, man, that's almost 200. I know. So we've been going strong with this thing, and I know it's been growing over time, and the community is connecting with each other. We appreciate that. It's like our children meeting each other or hanging with each other. That's I love it so much. Oh, from Charlie Shulman, who was in the uh, pre show meeting. Who and said that he has enjoyed <clears throat> getting to know Huddletron through the world? AKA Dumb from the two twin hosts lamenting puns from the New York Post. Thank you, Charlie Shulman. My man, great to see you. Great to see Charlie Shulman in the pre-show meet and greet last weekend uh, for Mike Birbiglia on Live Dumb People Town. The next Live Dumb People Town, which is selling out right now. Uh, it's November 7th, and it's John Hamm and the band Tennis. Go to eventbrite.com. We'll get into that later. Let's do this right now. We got a story. Let's jump in right now. Okay. You know we love Evil Knievel. If, we you've, are, if you've ever seen Cheap Seats, you know we love us some Knievel. He had evil in his name. Sounded like evil, but he was the hero. It yeah, was he did stunts. Badass stunts. He jumped over buses. He jumped over river gorges He in a jumped rocket. over his own fear. He went... Hello. 
Yeah, here we go. He went viral before anything before there was anything to go viral on. He's the last great American folk hero. Like, we knew about his stunts. That just was like word of mouth being passed but, around. But here's internet. what I want to say about Evil Knievel, Rand. He <laughs> oftentimes did not succeed. He failed at Snake River Canyon, and he still People succeeded. still loved him because he had the costume. That's what That was what was so cool. People loved him for trying. That How costume. about that for a concept with a daredevil? I don't think that flies today. I, people loved him. Trying was enough. America was enough for our daredevils back in the day. He he wore red, white, and blue. He was a human manifestation of America, trying to get it right, failing sometimes, falling on his face, breaking his arms and his legs, but But getting getting back back up, up, trying to get back on the bike and do it again. Also, his stars and stripes were kind of an F you to the Confederate stars Stars and and bars bars, because they came to a V in the middle of his breast, which I like to say V for vagina, V for vagina. It was the, the impetus for the vagina monologues. Exactly. People don't really know that. And yet, you know, people who love the Confederacy were probably so dumb. They thought it was the same thing. As their racist symbol. V for victory. It's V for victory. Yeah. But the South lost the Civil War. So shut shut up. up. We're not honoring losers. The other thing we noticed about evil when we dug into the three jumps he did for this episode of Cheap Seats, which we love, which will eventually go up on our YouTube page. Yep. Was that we considered Evil Knievel a reluctant daredevil. Reluctant. It was almost like he did a couple jumps. Mm -hmm. They were cool. He wasn't really into doing more, but he felt like he had to service that persona. He was conflicted a lot of the time. And he just, you know, he he didn't have that bravado. There was reluctancy in his desire. He understood the gravity and the difficulty of all the stunts he he was was trying to He was a slave of the persona. Also, he was about 36 years old and he looked like he was 55. Yeah. Daredeviling was like being a president. Yeah, it prematurely ages you 20 years. Which, by the way, is another reason why you know Trump is an idiot and an asshole. Yeah. Because he hasn't aged at all in the last four years. And if ever there were four years to be president of America, to be aging, he was an old, fat, awful person when he came in, and now he's the same. So means one of two things. One or both. One, he colors his hair like your Aunt Rita. $70,000 for haircuts. Colors his hair like an old lady. Or two, he doesn't give a flying flip about anyone. No. He doesn't care about the pressure of the situation because he doesn't care about the world. Like, doesn't o- care the 200,000 people. Obama died. looked like 20 years older after eight years in office. Mm-hmm. Even George W. Bush, who I don't particularly like, he looked older when he came out he than did. he did. The eight years, four years, eight years, like, they look a lot older because the, the position ages you. Clinton looks so much older and he was getting tons of action in the White House. He should have been relaxed. They were keeping him young. We had a friend, when we came right out of college, our friend Eric Friedman, his friend, who went to Cornell with him, this woman, I, I forgot her name. I forget her name. But she was like an investment banker. And and everyone was like, she was like making $97,000. And that was we the one thing. We couldn't believe how much money she was $97,000 in 1994, which in today's dollars would be like $200,000 or yeah. one eighty. I think I read that. Yeah, somewhere. 100 was one eighty. Like dollars $100, $180,000 for a 23-year-old out of college. We were like, that's amazing. She, she has so, so much, much money. money. She worked 80 hours a week. She never was out at the bar when we were out. Once in a while, she came out like seven months after we were there. She had gray hair. She had gray. At age 23, we're like, mm, that, that was like it. the moment in my life where I said to myself, okay, all right, I'm going to choose happiness and art over making money. Being I'd love poor. for them both. I'd, I'd love for them both to come together and meet. Sure. And I'd love to do well in this life sure. and get paid for our art. But if I had to choose between one or the other. Who wants gray hair at 23? It's... 
the pressure. It's Dude, insane. evil, man. Evil looked weathered. He I'm looked sorry. very weathered. He just looked very weathered. Like the pressure of daredeviling was weighing him down, just like the pressure of investment banking was weighing this gal but down. He, but he kept doing it. Yeah. And there were action figures made of him. He became a folk hero. And his family benefited from his daredeviling. That's but, right. But apparently- all that wasn't enough, according to his son, who is now suing Pixar and Disney over the likeness and image of a character in Toy Story 4. The late Evil Knievel's son. Kelly Knievel. Right. Kelly Knievel, to me, I don't know who he is or what he looks like, but I imagine he's Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears sure. in Evil Knievel's outfit. Yep. And which, I, it's been With a while a since- With a scarf around his neck smoking. Which, I think that's what Kelly was wearing in one of the episodes. Sure. On Tuesday, Ke- uh, Kelly Leak Knievel is what mm-hmm. I'm going to call him, sued uh, Walt Disney Company and Pixar for trademark infringement, alleging... By the way, I don't care who sues Disney. Go win. Win as much as you can off those assholes. That his father's likeness was used without permission in the 2019 Toy Story 4. Did you see Toy Story 4? No, I did not. I did. Okay, so, so I know the character of which they speak. Right. Uh, this is the moment when you realize daredeviling isn't a family business that you can pass on to your kids. That's right. It's also, one person. It's also, a- you realize that like evil probably spent all the money he made. <laughs> on action figures? No, that all the money that, that, yeah, that he made on act- uh, as being an action figure. Yeah. He spent all that money. All and- that money went away. Yep. Hookers and blow. So the kids were left to fend for themselves, you know. Like the rest of us. Like all of us. Like anybody who has to go get a regular job. You're not entitled to anything, dummy. It's not you who are jumping the buses. So Kelly Knievel, in my opinion, thought he had money coming to him. Kelly Kelly Knievel probably has some gambling debts. Sure. An expensive drug habit. He's got a lot of time on his hands. Or all of it. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I, at first I was like, good call going after Disney. Like you said, deep Deep pockets pockets means possible. Big payday. Big payday or... Bad call going after Disney. Because deep pockets means they got lots of lawyers. High-powered, well-paid lawyers right. who will beat you into the ground. My guess is Kelly Knievel's like, I'll represent myself on this. Bad call, dude. Bad call. So here's the deal. Knievel was never mentioned in Toy Story 4. No. But the film alleges that the character Duke Kaboom, voiced by Keanu Reeves, is clearly patterned after him. And yes, I Can saw you the draw movie. the connection? Yeah, I mean, yes. He is a daredevil like action figure toy, which you almost could argue is a genre onto itself. Sure. He is Canadian. Mm-hmm. He has a white outfit with Canadian colors and a Canadian maple leaf. That was kind of part of the joke, I'm assuming. I don't know. It was Parody? Uh, yeah. Maybe parody. parody. It was unlike Knievel. So he had the same white lever outfit, but leather stri- red maple stripes. Maple leaf maple on the leaf. motorcycle, yeah. The lawsuit cites reviews of the movie mentioning Knievel as evidence viewers universally caught on to the connection. Is that enough to get paid? I see? don't know. See, this is know. where we should have gone to law school. I agree. Our parents did, were right. And just been really funny lawyers. lawyers yeah. Uh, Evil Knievel did not thrill, this is what the son said, thrill millions around the world, break his bones and spill his blood. Spill his blood. Spill his blood. That just got dark. Yeah. Uh, just so Disney could make a bunch of money. Well, Kelly was Knievel. A, was he in a relationship with Angelina Jolie? Folks, uh, Kelly Knievel said in a statement, no, he did all that so that you could sue people and get paid, right, Kelly? Right. Uh, the lawsuit also pairs pictures of Knievel, who died in 2007, with the character and notes that the two wear similar outfits, as okay, I said. Okay, fine, fine, fine. It further cites the existence of an evil Knievel stunt cycle toy released in 1973 and a Duke Kaboom stunt cycle in 2019. Okay. Uh, okay. Now there it's started. I'm changing my tune. It's getting a little bit closer. Get, get pay Kelly Knievel. Maybe a small settlement in the yeah, office. Maybe. I don't know. Just enough to get him a little, little, little taste. Disney spokesman Jeffrey R. Epstein. 
Hold on a second. In a statement called the claims meritless and pledged to fight the lawsuit. The guy's name is Jeffrey Epstein. At some point, you have to change your name to Jeff. It's like it's like when Bill Cosby ruined all colorful sweaters for right. everyone. You got to throw those away. You Jeffrey Epstein has forever like ruined the name Jeffrey Epstein. Forever. Yeah. It's like Adolf Hitler. We don't see a lot of Adolf Hitlers running around. Or Jerry Sandusky's. Don't do it. Just go by Jeff. Yeah. Jeff Epstein. Jeffrey is a little boy's name, by the way. And the name of a man who wants to defile little little boys, young people. I got it. It's confusing. And when you see that Jeffrey Epstein is fighting someone over a kid's film, (laughs) you're like, you immediately start rooting for the other guy. That's right. That's just, you don't want to be that guy. Yep. Unbelievable. Jeffrey Epstein? Come on. Seriously, Disney? Do better than that, Disney. Give him a pseudonym. Call him Duke Epstein. Call him Duke Kaboom. Actor Frank Severo filed a similar lawsuit against Fox Television Studios in 2014, Mm -hmm. alleging that the Simpsons made unauthorized use of his likeness by modeling a character on the animated series after his Goodfellas persona. Okay. A federal judge on The Simpsons. Sure. A federal judge dismissed the case in 2015, saying the character was a composite of multiple characters in mafia films. Okay. Severo was quoted as saying, so what? I'm a, I'm a clown. I'm, I'm here to I'm amuse here to you. Amuse you. I'm here to make an no, amount no. of characters. How am I funny? How am I funny? Tell me how I'm funny. What's so funny? What's so goddamn funny about me? And you then, tell me what's so funny. And then because Joe he Pesci, made that speech, Joe Pesci sued, sued him. Okay. I think I would have called him Udo Canoodle. Udo Canoodle is instead of Duke Kaboom. And then if look, if they called him Udo Canoodle, then maybe they have a case. I think he should have been Mexican. Udo Canoodle. Are you kidding me, Kelly? This I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna talk to you right now, Kelly Knievel. Mm-hmm. Do you think the writers of a of a Disney movie? This isn't an independent fly by the seat of their pants. No. Do you think they don't know where they where the line is? How far they can go to push something? The guy defending him's name is Jeffrey Epstein. They've checked out to see if that's kosher. It right? is. That's happening. So these guys work for Disney, a kids making like media empire. There are so they're so lawyered up on the inside. That script went there so many times. The drawings went there so many times. It went to legal. I guarantee you they checked it out and they said it's okay. This isn't like a White House task force on coronavirus. People do their jobs at Disney. It goes through many layers. This is like when you sit around and you're like, Man, I have a great idea for an invention. Someone already invented it. I'm Someone telling already you right did. now. The second you say, I have a great idea for a website, for an invention. For it's already that, out there. Google it first and realize that you're way down the line. That's you're right. not the first one to discover That's the why the My Pillow guy has so much confidence because he actually made it through that gambit. Right. He, the My Pillow guy is the Jeffrey Epstein of holding pillows. There you go. All right. That's our first story. Let's take a break. Down in the books. We'll take a break. Oh, my God. This next one, uh, guys... Here's the deal. Teachers do not want to talk to you, parents, on the Zooms, and they definitely don't want to talk to grandparents. We'll get into it after the break. This is Scarborough Country, the virus edition. Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, taking care of your mental health is a necessity, but here's the deal. It should not break the bank. And that's why we want to talk to you about our sponsor, who we're very excited about, Talkspace. Love these guys. Talkspace is online therapy that lets you connect with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of in-person therapy. You match with your perfect therapist from the comfort of your own device, which is COVID-friendly, and then you can reach out to them 24-7. You get 24-7 access to the support you need with Talkspace. Message your therapist anytime and get daily responses five days a week 
and a whole month of dedicated support costs as much as just one in-person session. It is affordable. The therapist network Talkspace has is deep. It's composed of thousands of licensed therapists experiencing in everything from treating depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, relationship issues, food and eating, and more. It is a secure platform. Talkspace is secure and private. Randy and I are therapy people, all right? We Mm -hmm. are. My wife is a therapist. We know the value and the importance of therapists. And we know that right now some people are struggling financially. And that's keeping them from getting the necessary support they need. Talkspace helps you actually be able to do this and uh, be able to talk to someone. We all need someone to talk to. Talkspace wants to give us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. Match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or by downloading the Talkspace app. And don't forget get to use the promo code SCLAR at you, checkout. You get $100 off your first month. That's an unbelievable $100 deal. off your first month. That's almost two sessions, okay? At Talkspace.com, use the promo code SCLAR. Get the mental health help you need right now at a time when everyone's carrying around extra anxiety. Talkspace. These guys are awesome. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, eventbrite.com. Look up Live Down People Town. November 7th. The election is November 3rd. We are all going to be tense. We are all going to be either upset or we will be euphoric. Either way, you will want to celebrate or to drown your despair in comedy. Do it with us. We Dan got Van you Kirk, John Hamm, the band Tennis. We will have at least an hour and a half, two hours, hour and a half. Uh, if you get the if you get the pre or post show hang. By the way, we might still be in the balance, hanging in the balance. We like might not, not know in the results, and we'll be so tense you that we need, need the it. release. We are the release. Okay, let Saturday, us November seventh. Get Event those tickets. Right. We got your plans. Saturday also, check out our YouTube page, Scarborough Country. Look up YouTube, Scarborough Country. Subscribe. We're putting up old episodes of Dumb People Town, old cheap seats, stand up. It's really great. We want you to be a part of that, and and it really helps us out if you can watch those videos. So thank you. Let's jump into this. Okay. Like we said before the break, teachers don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to parents. They definitely don't want to talk to grandparents. Even if it's pleasant. Yeah. Even if it's lovely, they don't want to talk to you. They don't. They don't at all. They barely want to talk to the kids on Zoom. All right? I went to my daughter's back-to-school night for Zoom for her sophomore year of, uh, of high school. I loved her teachers. I love every single one of them. They're amazing. I'm telling you, they're amazing but nobody could get their Zoom thing to work. Right. Every single person came on and was like, half of my presentation, I, I don't know how to do it. And everyone I just can't wants do it. They're it like mad. End. They're I, so mad. I, I peek my it. head in and I'm like, how are you even doing this? I don't even know. I guess you can do it from home. And they easy. want the whole thing to end. And by the whole thing, we mean the Trump presidency and the pandemic and Zoom learning and everything. We need to get on a new path. Let's figure it out. They were certainly like, they didn't get into teaching so they could answer, answer a bunch of logistical questions about why their presentations were visible or or why PowerPoint slides had frozen in this thing. Like That's it. These are great teachers, by the way. I love them. They're so good and they're dedicated to their craft. So take a normal teacher who's just like barely hanging on, who doesn't even really necessarily want to be a teacher. She fell or he fell into teaching. They're definitely not ready to hear the unbridled propaganda of some crappy grandparent who just Zoom bombs, who's in the room and just Zoom bombs. By the way, no one at this point, like hardly anyone, I, I, I can venture to make this guess, and I know I'm right. Hardly anyone is reaching out to the teachers of their children right now saying, hey, by the way, apropos of nothing, I'm not even referring to a specific moment. I just want to say thank you. You're doing a great job. Nobody's saying that. Nobody is going Nobody. there and saying, hey, thanks for really uh, reconfiguring your teaching style. Mm-mm. And I know this is a thankless job, but I just want you to know that I'm being thankful. So he- here's Te- an idea. Me. Do it. If you have children, 
float them an email. It might make their day. They they don't know. Teachers are like referees, right? In the NFL. They're having a great day when no one bothers them. And, and complains no, about them. No one outside the field of play notices them. That's when they have a good day. Well, we got a story about a confrontation between a grandma and her granddaughter's teacher that here we go. It, it's gonna, we're going to introduce you to something called the Grand Karen. Okay. It's a whole It's new, one of the worst strains of Karens because she's got more time on her hands to watch Fox News. Just to dig into the conspiracy theories. She's like OG QAnon. And, and she's she had comes. a lifetime to let her dumb views just calcify so it's impossible to change her dumb, stubborn, old mind. Okay, here we go. Zoom Karen interrupts granddaughter's virtual class to rant about Obama and... Black Lives Matter. A student's grandmother crashed her online class this week to protest a discussion about BLM, about the movement. Nobody asked you, Nana. Nobody said. Just Wanna- fall asleep with your contacts in, watching Wheel of Fortune. Isn't there an episode of Murder, She Wrote, or JAG that or you could Navy be watching? NCIS. That, get into that. Navy NCIS. Let's worry about the computer coding girl who's got bangs. She's so alternative. Oh, she's nuts. In a video uploaded to TikTok, the woman who has since been dubbed a Karen, we're going to call her Grand Karen, can be heard arguing with her granddaughter's teacher. Again, OG Karen right here. Karen from the old days. That's right. Karen from the, she's just Karen from the block. Karen from the way back. <laughs> You're talking about BLM and all that stuff, the woman says, and we're not going to talk about it unless you want to hear what I have to say. No one wants to hear what you have to say. Nobody does. Nobody. We're going to say what your husband refuses to say because you've beaten him down. He doesn't want to hear what you have to say. No one wants to hear what you have to say. Let me ask something. Nobody at your stupid dinner parties wants to hear what you have to say. So no, you, your kids don't want to hear what they have to say. And definitely the, your grandkids' classmates don't want to hear your incoherent rambling. You know what your kids say? You know what your daughter who had your granddaughter, your daughter and son say every week? They're like, we got to FaceTime just, her. Someone, just, someone, you please. FaceTime her because I don't want to talk to her right now. By That's the way, the way the whole world deals with you. I want you to know this right now. This is your granddaughter's School is a granddaughter's school. It's not Washington and Lee University, okay? They're teaching facts at her school. Not conspiracy theories, Grammy. Yeah, no one wants to hear what you have to say. Again, just ask your husband. Or, or probably, probably late, late husband because you talked him to death. I'm guessing he died because it was better than having to confront and listen to you. Ever, ever again. He's like, please take me. Please, God, take me from this life. The grandmother goes on to make an odd references to odd references to former President Barack Obama while shouting over the teacher. This is when, as a teacher, as an administrator, you should have the button mute on him. Your, mute your thing. You should, as an administrator, just be like, mute. You're mute. I'm going to say, when when kids kids go back back to school, you should be able to mute kids in your class. Mute them. Have that power in your room. Can we please get the technology where teachers can mute kids? What this dumb grandkaren said about, she said, Barack Obama was biracial. He wasn't just black. He should have owned both sides of his family. You're not making sense. What does it mean? What does that mean? Have a bowl of Special K and shut the fuck up. Have a plate of Special K and slip into a K-hole and then shut up. You're just not making sense. I wouldn't get into owning races, okay? That's and you're not even a phrase you should say. And you're embarrassing the hell out of your grandkid. If I was Child Protective Services, I would roll up and get that grandkid away from you. Yeah. Does the government control us using 5G cell phone towers? You ready to jump into that one yeah, too, Yeah, I can't Grandma? wait to hear your thoughts on that. You, you forgot to mention that. Wind. Exactly. The teacher responds by attempting to note that uh, that a student, not her, brought up BLM. So the teacher didn't even bring up BLM. Yeah, and nobody's bringing it up Except you. 
yeah. right now. Like you're the one. You're demonstrating the deterioration of the human brain. If this, this is suddenly bi- became a biology class, yeah. like now they're doing like uh, suddenly because of you, they're going to do a unit on Alzheimer's. That's right. But the student who allegedly brought up BLM claims that he never actually referenced the term at all, raising questions over what exactly set this woman off. Kids, this is what dementia looks like. Uh, we can study that. We'll, we'll see what the aphasias are in the brain. Life. Life set this woman off. Equality set this woman off. Other people than her white ass achieving their dreams set this woman off. This woman, the teacher said, ma'am, we're reading a story about a historical event. And the question that was presented to the students was, what's the most important historical event, historical event that's happened in your lifetime, the teacher said. Right. Kid said, student said, I didn't even say Black Lives Matter. I didn't even say that. Exactly. You could have been talking about Christopher Columbus, and this bitch would have come in with her take on Antifa. Yep. Yep. She was all, she had everything locked and loaded. Video exchange has been seen more than a 1.1 million times on TikTok alone, which shouldn't embarrass the grandkid at all. No, 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 no. No kids are on TikTok, so hey, don't you, worry about that. That's right. Hey, you know what's going viral? Your grandmother embarrassing everybody. <laughs> Your racist grandma made a great TikTok, by the way. TikTok users made their displeasure for the uh, Karen known in the visit. They should the, set it to like a TikTok. I get those goosebumps every time your, your grandma embarrasses herself. Yep. The teacher should have muted her. That's what someone wrote. Not the place or time. The world should be muting her. Honey, what are you doing over uh, there? What are you doing over there? I'm just blocking Nana from my life. Oh, good. Great. I just literally need to block her Do from my Do it quick life. because dinner's in five minutes. But this really brings in the focus to need to shut those on the wrong side of history up. Yeah. Gotta the, shut them up. Yeah. Gotta shut them up. You know how people say everyone needs a voice? I think we need to make a distinction. We can be more nuanced than that. Not everybody needs a voice. This woman does not. Yeah. This woman does not. I, I think we need to. It's not, it's not, let's it's not that we want to shut down dissenting opinions. Nope. You want to have dissenting opinions. But if you go past, you go to the point of crazy, you get muted. Yeah. When a grandma busts in onto a Zoom and starts bringing up Obama when that wasn't brought up and trying to link that into a BLN, it's like you, you get muted. You, you get you, you're off. You're off topic. Yep. You're completely off topic. If you want to say, hey, I think that you guys should also talk about this, this, and this. Can you talk about the violent side of some of the protests? And can we talk about that side? Hey, okay, now we're in a discussion. If Just you could- get on your Dell or Compact computer and send an email from your prodigy.net account, grandma, and send it to the teacher and say, you should also be taught. I was listening to my grandkids Zoom and maybe you should consider these things. Send them some snail mail and see how that works out. There you go. Send the postcard to the school. But definitely don't blow up a Zoom where teachers are doing their best and do and and trying as hard as they can. They don't want to deal with you. You interrupted a class, you dummy. Can't you ruin a plate of cookies? Go do that. All right, that's show, you guys. Yep. That's how we do it. We we dish it out, and we're not afraid to uh, not ta- to take on ta- a, a grandma. That's right. We're not, take grandma. To, we're not afraid to take down the OG Karen here on this show. Uh, guys, stay connected, stay protected. Don't get infected. We love you guys. It's not a hoax. But we've got the jug. Wear masks, and we'll see you tomorrow. A podcast network.